Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. How many people are excited about what's in store this year? Both of you. How many people are really excited about it? All three of you. How many people are really, really excited about it? There we go. Okay, I got it that time. That's what we were looking for. Well, I was thinking about this, and I said, man, today's message is the day it's going to make you laugh. Might make you cry. Uh, might make you rejoice. Uh, might even make you dance. We got room, right? Might make you dance. And you said, why is that? Because it's about the power of God's truth and his love and redemption. You know? He said, well, why would that make you cry? Sometimes there's tears of joy. Sometimes there's tears because you, you didn't know it. And I'm going to get into that sometime too uh, today. But uh, I just want all of us to, to just focus on what's up and coming. And just like she said the song when we were picking the song, look to him. And that's where we're always going to find the key. We're going to find the answer. We're going to find uh, his grace. So how many believe that God has something big for them this year? I believe that. I really believe that. As a church, I believe that. I think there's always, I think we're moving forward in greater things. But I want to I ask you a question. How many are going to make, the, how are we going to make our decisions this year? He's like, well, you getting that are we, How are we going to make those decisions? Or, or, what do I mean by that? I'm talking about, are we just going to go with the flow or take, take, you know, take it as it comes? Are we going to make choices from God's perspective? And that's what I pray. We make choices from God's perspective with his guidance and his wisdom. So we want his guidance and his wisdom. Guess what? We need to be plugged in. Right? So I'm glad to see so many smiling faces here today. So if we want our faith to grow, if we want to see God move and our lives change, then guess what? We've got to be plugged into God's word. we just got to. There's no way around it. And so I want to go ahead and start with our scripture. If you've got your Bibles with you today, take a look at Colossians chapter 2, uh, verse 7. I'm going to read that, and then we're going to kind of pick it apart a little bit and see what God's got for us. It says this. It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the, in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Anybody thankful in here today? Amen. Amen. We got a lot to be thankful for. And so, you know, what happens is this. We start out, you know how many people start out like we're going to do a diet this year? Or we're going to do this this year? We're going to accomplish all these things. And man, we come out of the, the shoot, we got it going on for about a week. Right? And I, I, I'm saying that I started, I started back at the gym. I know y'all can tell. Right? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep, keep myself. I told him, I said, you know, I don't want to be a model. I just, I just don't want to have a heart attack. So I know we need to take care of our bodies. Amen. And I get a little, I get a little like that because my, my friend reminded me, she says, you know, you and Jesse got a lot in common. You like to take off and just run wide open with whatever you guys get into. And I do because I get excited about that. But I also know that the, the endurance that we keep is through that of Christ. Amen. You know, the Lord's going to have to continue to, to guide us. So what happens? A lot of times. I really thought we'd have a good crowd today because a lot of times people say, you know, in the first of the year, I'm going to get back in the groove to go into church. You ever heard that? If that's you today, you don't have to raise your hand. We're just glad you're here. Okay? <laughs> it don't matter. We're just glad you're here. And so with that, what I hear is, as time goes by sometimes, as I hear this, you know, I always say we're not the church police. If you're coming on a regular basis, we love that. Uh, we love it anytime you can come, but if I don't see you for a while, I'll probably try to give you a call. Send you a note. Make sure everything's okay. Not to beat you down, just to check in, you know? And so usually what I get is, yeah, man, uh, you know, I, I, got, I got this project. I got this going on. I got this going on, and we'll talk about that. And then, you know what they say? They say, man, life just, just gets in the way. I've heard that many times. Coming up on 16 years of, of preaching, I, man, life just gets in the way. You ever notice how life just gets in the way? So while I was praying about that, the Lord said, I can fix that. I said, what do I tell him, Lord? He says, you know what? If they let me be their life, they can just keep on trucking. 
See, if I'm their life, I'll go with them everywhere to go. See, a lot of times we just, we use the Lord or church or whatever as just Adam, the icing on the cake. But you know what? It's about our relationship and everything pours out of that. So what happens when we, when we look at this thing? And I really want to look at kind of three paths we're going to take here. We talk about being plugged in, but also a lot of times we feel disconnected, don't we? We just feel disconnected. And so I, I wanted to look at that, and then we're going to look about how do we reconnect and how do we stay connected. Amen? So everybody should have a handout. So what we need to do is let's take a look at how we often get disconnected, okay? And I think if we understand some of those reasons, maybe it'll help us stay plugged in this year, all right? Everybody say amen if you're doing good. Amen. So I want to talk about disconnected. Look at that wire just exposed. Disconnected, all right? Well, one of the big things I see is we can procrastinate. As a matter of fact, I was going to preach on this for a while. I just kept putting it off. But it was, y'all, y'all got that, right? Okay. That was, that was weak, wasn't it? That was rough, wasn't it? Love me through it. Love me through it. But, you know, um, a lot of times we just put things off and all that. So what does it exactly mean? Putting off or delaying, especially something, I want you to look at this, requiring immediate attention. Now, you know, just because we put something off doesn't mean it goes away, amen? Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it gets any better. Matter of fact, in most of the cases... It probably gets worse. Amen. You know, what do you mean? Well, look at relationships. When we put them on the back burner, what happens? No communication. You know, think about that. Our health. Yeah, I'm going to get around to it one day. Yeah, I need to do that. I probably ought to start doing that. Doesn't usually get any better. And also, I think the closeness with the Lord, not on his half, but on our behalf, it doesn't get any better if we're not talking to him. Right? You think about that in a marriage or friends or anything. If you're not talking to him, it's probably not growing, right? So we want to have a live, vibrant relationship with the Lord. And here's something I want to go back to the bottom of, of that little uh, underlined statement where it says, requiring immediate attention. How many know that our spiritual well-being requires immediate attention? Amen? It does. It really does. Because we don't drift on course, we drift off course. So as we keep Jesus Christ in the center of our life, he continues to show us how to walk that out. So what happens? We procrastinate, then guess what else happens? A little separation slips in. Now, if you've got your Bibles, you can underline this. If not, just uh, write it down on your notes and get back to it a little later. First Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now, think about that. See, the enemy, the devil, wants to get you away from the herd and from the fellowship. You know, in researching this and reading some commentaries on that particular scripture, it says, you know what, that the, the, the enemy, the lion, a lion sometimes will take and, and watch his prey, and he'll wait for one of them to fall back out of the herd, get over by himself, and then pounce on him. See, that's a lot what the devil wants to do to us. When we're in the fellowship, we have unity, we have strength, we have accountability, we have others uh, praying for us and all that. And then when we get over by ourselves, that seems to be his number one tactic, just jump on you. Because if you miss one week, it's easy to miss two. And if you miss two, well, whatever, right? That seems what happens a lot of times. And so he just continues to show us, oh, man, the enemy. He wants to whisper to you. Well, you blew it this time. He wants to throw those seeds of doubt. And then you know what we do? We start watering. We're going, yeah, I know. Instead of taking God's word and being plugged in and said, no, let me tell you who I am. I'm the righteousness of Christ because of what Jesus Christ has done. That's what I want us to see today, who we are in Christ. Amen? So take a look at this. Everything grows out of that relationship. And so as we go through, through our time, we have to be very careful that we, we don't just fall back to the side and go over here. Can you worship by yourself? Absolutely. 
Do I think that's a good idea? Absolutely. I think you should be in God's word every day. If you want to praise him or, you know, a lot of times people just think praising the Lord is just singing songs. But you can honor the Lord in your work. You can honor your Lord, the, the Lord in doing a lot of different things, maybe caring for somebody. So I want to go ahead and, and, and put that out there too. But the greatness is, is that the importance of that relationship with the Lord. Everything grows out of that relationship. And the enemy's number one tactic is to get your eyes off Jesus. Think about that. If you didn't think about anything else, just, just think about this. The enemy wants to get your eyes off Christ. As we said, look to me when we were singing. Look to him. If he can get your eyes off the Lord, you start looking at your situation. Without Christ, it looks kind of dim sometimes, doesn't it? If you get your eyes off the Lord, you start seeing all that you can do. And it's not a whole bunch, is it? We need to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. And I, I wrote a few things in here. I said, the enemy wants to get us away from the herd and the fellowship. Listen to this. So he can deceive us. So he confuses us. So he can hurt us. The devil divides. He hates unity because there's power and harmony with unity and fellowship. Amen. How many people have been through a tough time? And you've been through a tough time and you have a church family. It makes all the difference in the world when you go through and you have a church family and a loving family. Then you're out there by yourself trying to go through something. Amen. And that's what I pray that we can be. A loving church. To come alongside. We might not have all the answers, but we can point them to the one who does, right? We can point them to the one that, that, that has made everything uh, and are available to us because we have access to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's take a look at this. So we talk about procrastination. Talk about separation. Guess what? Then we get the frustration. When we're disconnected, nothing flows correctly, does it? We get frustrated. And then we start being real like, well, I get now. See, this is what happens if you don't check on somebody. They never even called me from that church. And then if you do call me, it's like, man, I'll, every time I see me, ask me about church. <laughs> That's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. If I see you at, at Food Line, don't duck behind the pork chops. You know, I'm good. Everything's good. I just want to say, how you doing? I don't, you know, people go, hey, man, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I'm going to get back. You know what? I love you right where you're at. And we got room for you. So I just want to throw that out there because a lot of times that's what we think. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, here comes. Here comes Pastor Here comes that. Man, I'm like, hey, I'm hanging out. So I just want to love you right where you are. Don't get separated. Don't get frustrated. Get plugged in. Amen. So what I want to talk about on that is we become out of balance. We start being self-centered instead of God-centered. What happens to that? We get pulled over here. Man, I don't know. I got this to do. I got that to do. I got this to do. I got that to do. I, 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 I. See where the focus is? It's on ourselves. But that's not what God wants for us. Now, I'm going to give you an example here. Y'all ready? A little illustration. Talk about being disconnected. What happens when you remove the head coach from the team? There's no direction, right? What happens if your battery uh, terminal comes off? No power, Right? And I start thinking about what happens when you remove the teacher from the class. There's no guidance. Amen? There's no guidance. And I thought about this. What happens when we remove the, the heart from the body? There's no life. And I wrote this. Jesus is the heart of the matter. Jesus is the heart of the matter. He brings life, direction, correction, and guidance, power, and grace. So we know we've got to stay connected to our life source, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? Now I want to take just a second here and just talk about, do you know where the battlefield is? Right here. Your mind. The enemy just loves to throw that seed in there. You can see it from the very beginning, right? The very beginning in the Bible, Adam and Eve. Did God not say to eat of this? Question mark. Oh, he just don't want you to do that so you'll be like him. You know? Throwing that out there. Throwing that out there. And then we start thinking on it. 
And then it becomes an action. And then we move over and we go, how do we get here? Because we entertain wrong thinking. We entertain the lie of the enemy. But what happens is this. If we hear one of those things come in our life, right? We go, that's not what God said. That's not what God said. That's not who God said I am. So that's the importance of being plugged in. All right? So know that your mind is the battlefield. And so we need to stay connected to the Lord. Everybody say amen. amen. All right? So you say, okay, you talked about disconnecting. How do we get reconnected? Let's look at that. Reconnecting. Some of the things might be right here. You know what? We need to forgive. Let the past remain in the past. And I thought about this with some folks. It might be the number one thing this year to work on. Forgiveness. Somebody say amen. 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 Whether it's forgiving yourself or forgiving somebody else, don't let it keep you from reconnecting. That's a good word right there. That's a good word right there. So many times we allow that to happen. There's too much at stake. You might say, well, I'm saved. No question. I believe that. If you ask the Lord in your life and, and you know, he says, you know what? You're mine, okay? So, but what about the peace in the joy, in the blessing? Because if God's trying to get something to your heart and you got your heart hardened because of A, B, C, X, Y, Z that's happened in your life, it's going to be real hard to get that word into your heart, isn't it? That's why I say forgiveness is a freeing, freeing tool that God gives us. And you know what? He helps us. Well, you don't know what I've been through. You're exactly right. But God does and God understands. And that's why I want to point you to him in every aspect. Well, what else will help us get reconnected? Commitment. Commitment to the future. Now, y'all look at the, the little uh, yellow tabs and here you're going to see a theme coming up here that we've been working on. So if we focus on the Lord's leading and not on our own agenda, then when we're committed to Christ, he sets the pace and he provides the peace. Amen. If you're looking at God and all that he offers, doesn't that help you with your situation just a little bit? If I go into a situation, I go, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. That happens a lot. So I go, Lord, what are you going to do? How are you going to work it out? See, a lot of times we think it's going to work just like this, A, B, C. Most of the things that worked out big things in my life that God has, has, has really showed me things in didn't work out A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I thought, my goodness, how in the world? And, and God comes in and saves the day, and then there's only one answer. Who did it? God. And he gets all the praise. See, we think we're going to figure him out. We're not going to figure him out in that aspect. But if you can figure this out and let it get in your heart, God loves you unconditionally. And you work out of that, let me tell you, it changes the whole way of operating. Amen? So we need to be committed to the future. We think about, well, what are we going to do this year? I want to make a commitment. I want to make a commitment to, to serving the Lord. I want to be getting involved. Now, I want you to hear real close what I'm saying. When I'm talking about making a commitment, whether it's Bible study or, or, or praying or whatever it is, I'm not talking about that as something, as a works to earn your salvation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you do that because you already have a relationship with the Lord. You do that out of the relationship because the only thing that gives you the relationship is putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Amen? So I don't want nobody to get confused about, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this to be right with God. No, you just need to believe. And because you believe, his righteousness is imputed to us. And from that, what happens is this. He starts working through, through us and showing us what he has for us each day. All right, y'all ready? We need to get involved in the present. Look, we got past, future, and present. Get involved in the present. 
What do you mean by that? No more procrastinating. So this, is, how many people this message for you? You don't have to raise your hand. Just look at me. Okay, then, I, I was trying to save you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. So we look at this a lot of times. And say, not next week, not tomorrow, or when the next home project is finished. Right? And I'm going to tie that in in just a minute. See, this is what has to happen. The Lord is not someone that we incorporate into our life. The Lord needs to be our life. Amen? The Lord needs to be our life. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. It's, it's a, it's, I think it's a sad story, really. I had a friend of mine. I ain't given no name, nothing else. I had a guy I knew. Led him to the Lord. On fire for the Lord. I, this guy called me, and I spent time with stuff and loved it, man, just feeding him everything I could, plugged in with the Lord and everything else. And then he said, man, I got this little home project. Yeah, that's okay. Probably not going to make it this week, okay? Still calling. Still calling. Next week goes by. I'm almost done with this home project, but my wife wants me to do a little bit more on this project. So another week or so goes by. Now the phone calls are getting less and less. You see where I'm going with this? There's always going to be another home project. You hear what I'm saying? That's been two and a half years ago since he came here. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. He was burning so bright. Now I didn't get him in the head like, oh man, you need. I just, man, come on. I want you to have what God has for you. I want you to walk in what God has for you. Two and a half years. I see him not too long. I say, hey, man, you reading the Bible? I need to. I'm not condemning. Okay? I'm just saying, see how easy that was? See how easy it was to just drift over and drift over and drift over and drift over and drift off? And we're just out there. Do I believe you're still saved? Hey, if you ask the Lord in your life, you're saved. Okay? It's not about you maintaining it. But what I'm saying is this. You're missing out. You're missing out. Because guess what? They're getting ready to face some pretty tough things in their life. And the phone calls are ramping up again. And that's okay. But the time to prepare for the storm is not when the water is up the uh, You know, it's, it's every day, daily, walking in what God has for us. And it breaks my heart when I see that, when God has so much for us, and we walk away. You know? Can you imagine? You say, well, I, I kind of understand. Can you imagine one of the big banks, I don't know, let's say uh, uh, Lords of London or something like that, somebody that you know the check's going to be good, and they give you a check for a million dollars, and you set it right here. And you say, man, I'm starving. Man, I am not going to make my rent. I mean, all the time, you got to say, you got that check right there. Here we go. We use this right here. Let's use some illustration. You got that check made out to you a million dollars, man. You know, oh, man, I don't, oh, man, now the car's broke down. What am I going to do? All the time, you got this right here. That's what many believers do over and over and over that we have the keys to the kingdom. We have total access, I say that about every week, to the Lord. That we can come to him. Right? But if we don't know that we can come to him, guess what? It's like not even remember you had that check in your pocket. You understand what I'm saying? Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm not saying. Buying your way or anything. I just use it for illustration that God has already made a deposit in you called the Holy Spirit. And through that, as we grow in God's relationship, we can draw on the provisions of God through the sacrifice of Christ, his righteousness, so that we can walk in fellowship, in community with him. And God wants to bless us and he wants to, he wants to nurture us and he wants to provide for us. But many times, we never cash the, the, the check of faith, right? 
we, many times we, we, just, we just start looking at the situation instead of looking at the provider, right? And that's what I'm saying. This whole thing, and that statement, what I'm saying is this here. There's always going to be another home project. There's always going to be something else. But let's go back. We need to make the commitment. You think about that. 24 hours in a day. Somebody do the math. 24 times 7. What's that? 100 and Thomas, you the math, man. It's a lot. I had to take my shoes off. I went to kick it in. It's a lot of hours in the week. Right? Everybody went to kick it in. Laugh. Come on now. But uh, what I'm saying is that would two hours be too much to give to the Lord? It gives you life, breath. I'm going to tell you, this is really crazy. I'm going to tell you this. Last night, I had a crazy dream. This is not in here. I thought about this. Last night, I, it must have been some bad. We, we ate at Chili's way too late, son. And I, I, and, I, and I went to sleep, and I woke, and I, and I got shot in this dream. I got shot. Me and my mom and my dad, well, my dad's been passed away a long time. We, uh, we were doing something, and I tried to protect my mom, and I got shot, and boom, I went down. He said, why are you saying this? I was paralyzed in my dream. And when I first woke up, the first thing I did this morning is move these things and start blinking my eyes. I go, thank you, Lord, that that was a dream. Thank you, Lord. See, we don't think about that, but that just kind of just came to me. I thought about, oh, my gosh. And people were trying to help me, and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I couldn't even communicate in this dream. And I thought, man, so many times we let the lie of the enemy paralyze us from the blessings of God. Right? We, we, we don't walk into that. But also with that thankfulness that we talked about in the last part of our scripture. What does it say? And you will overflow with thankfulness. I said, Lord, I'm so thankful that I can get up. I'm so thankful that I can see. I'm so thankful even though my wife's not feeling good, she's here. Okay? All these different things. Right? And a lot of times we just get up and we just incorporate God. I'm saying this year, don't incorporate God. Let God live in you and through you. And let him be your life. Amen. That's what I'm talking about today. Well, let's take a look at that. Well, how do we do that? Well, we need to invest daily. What do you mean invest? Think about this. We need to invest in our relationship. If you've got a best friend, it's probably a good thing you call him every now and then, right? Talk to him. See what's going on. If you're married, you might want to tell your wife you love him. If you've got children, you probably want to tell them, hey, you can do it. You can do it. Now, I'm going to go real extreme here today. I was thinking about some of these things. Now, think about this. And I want you to look at this up against the backdrop of the story I just told you about another home project. Not any of us, I don't believe, would do something like this, right? You said, this is just crazy. Think about this. Mom and dad, they have a new baby. And dad said, well, they're young. They won't miss me. I'm just going to go ahead and work and do all these things while they're young. And then when they get older, I'll come back and spend time with them. Because really, I just want to provide for them. Anybody's got any children said, boy, you missed the mark. Those are the informative years. I think back, man, the time I was doing stuff. Woo! 22, gone already. Man, doing stuff. We were flying kites, doing all types of different things like that. You're responsible for my bad knees, boy. <laughs> I, would, I would go a, a couple of years ago. Can you believe this? When I would walk and stuff. I think Justin was probably, was probably a couple more years than I think. I would walk from our house to the 7 which is pretty far. Yeah. And I would carry him on my back. And I would run with him on my back. And I'm thinking, man, he thinks this is great. And it's, I mean, I'm going, man, this is so good. Because I know I'm only going to be able to do that for a short time. I want to say, you know what, man, my dad can do it. Got you back. Man, my dad's right there with me. Man, I'm man, running with the cake inside my knees and going, don't do this again. But you do some crazy things for your kids, don't you? 
Because you lie. What does that have to do? I'm going back to, to my little scenario there. Why in the world would we say, well, I'll get back to doing that? Man, I wouldn't change anything. If I could change anything, you know what I'd do? Give me more time. Give me more time. Give me more time to play. Give me, just little stuff. I told you all the story before. I had all the things when Thomas was growing up. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I said, anything you want to do, we'll do it if Pop can swing. He said, anything? I said, anything. He said, Mom's not home. Let's wrestle in the living room. <laughs> that was great. I mean, we moved the table. We were going. He was coming up. Man, it was a good time. But that's all he wanted to do. He just won't be with me. Now, you think about that with God. I'm going to get back with you. I'm going to get back with you. When everything gets straight, I'm going to get back with you. The truth of the matter, things might get straight a whole lot quicker if you stay with him. Amen? But see, a lot of times we don't do that. Because, again, the battlefield of the mind. Because the enemy saying, well, you know what? Once you clean up, then you can come back home. That's not how God works. He says, you're already clean because of what Jesus Christ did. You know the story. I love to go back about the prodigal son. Prodigal son's coming back. He's got all, man, he's got his list how he's going to tell his daddy sorry and everything else. His daddy don't even let him open his mouth. He says, there's my son. Puts the robe around him. Ring for his finger. Throws him a party. He's just excited that he's coming home. You know, folks that got, got kids that move off, aren't you glad when they come home? Yeah. You want me to ask you the rest? Are you glad when they go back? Yeah. yeah, sometimes. Okay, I just want to be for real, keeping it real. But you do love to see them, don't you? You do love to be with them. And just think about stuff. And you know, I tell you now with, with where, where I'm at in my life, you know, I've got a young, uh, I've got a young man, uh, going to be 14 this week, just say, wee, happy birthday. And then, uh, yeah, Tuesday, okay, <laughs> I got you. And then I have, I have my, I have my mother. And then my situation with my mom has been like, now she's almost to a point where I have to watch out for her, like a child. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's time to really got to keep an eye on what's going on. So you're kind of caught in the middle. But I see a big thing of life. I go, wow. How do we get here from there? What really matters? What really matters? My mom's day is the same day every day. It's the same day. So I want to enjoy these times with my children. I want to enjoy these times with my mom. I want to enjoy these times with you guys because we don't know about tomorrow, amen? But I'll tell you what, I want to do it from living out of the perspective of God, amen? That's when I get excited. You know, y'all might say, Miss Tanya, give me the, give me the, slow down, put the handbrake on. Because when I'm playing, man, I'm just excited and I'm just ready to play and I'm all excited and God's going to have to supernaturally take the message and slow it down because I know that I get excited about what God's doing. It's not because I want to run through things, but I want to run to things. I want to run to telling you about the goodness of God. I want to run to tell you about, you know what, if you've been disconnected, God's going to show us how to get reconnected. Amen. He says, you know what, Just don't worry about the past. Leave the past in the past. You know what, the future, let's commit to the future together. Let's go ahead and, and get involved presently. How do we do that? Invest every day in the Lord. Look at this. Another scripture to write down, Psalm 37, 5. He says, commit everything. You do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Anybody ever need a little help sometimes? A lot of us don't like asking for help. You know? But you know what? God knows what we need. And God's a provider. Over and over I look at this. I go, man, Lord, help me. Teach me how to be plugged into what you got. You know, a lot of times I think about this. We, we, and I, I say this from time to time. We, we get so wrapped up about those later years. We say, man, you know what? 
When I get to this point, many of y'all seen the illustration with the rope. I use that sometimes. You know how the long part of the rope is, you know, eternity and the short part of the rope, the red part usually is our life. And we get so wrapped up about the red part and never consider the rest of eternity. And so today I hope that not only do you look at the red part and live it for God and live it with God through you, but think about eternity as well. And whatever we do, let us commit everything we do to the Lord. I have to watch this myself because sometimes I start doing things in my own strength. And guess what? I get wore out, broke down, tired out, everything else. And then I have to go back and go, wait a minute, I got to recalibrate my brain. What's going on? The Lord says that his yoke is easy. You remember I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was out at work and I was going, Lord, what's going on? He said, I know where you are. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. He's a provider. Trust everything to him and watch him help you. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So now we talk about reconnecting. How do we stay connected? Let's take a look at this. There's a few things I believe is going to help us. It's good to have a plan. Amen. So what are you going to do different this year? What, what do they say if you keep doing the same thing over and over? What's the, what, what is that term to talk about? You got it. I'm glad she said that. I know what you said, but that's it. That's it. If we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep getting what we got or something like that. What does it say? Yeah, that's it. So sometimes we need to have a different plan, don't we? This year, I want to encourage you to have a plan. To have a plan. To walk in the fullness of what God's got. To walk in the fellowship of what God's got. You know, maybe the plan is come to church, join a small group. Uh, you know, have a plan of attack. And then don't let this year pass you by, amen? Don't let this year pass you by. All right. I want us to be strong in the Lord. All right, what about this? We need to set some priorities. Be committed to Christ. Go ahead and write it down. I'll give you time. Be committed to Christ. Hmm. think about this. You know, when we understand the love that God has for us and what he does for us, it helps us honor him in our daily walk. See, I don't think in our brains, I think we can only get so much. Do we really know how much God loves us? And I like to say, yeah. And sometimes I say, yeah, I understand a little bit better today than I did yesterday. God loves you on your worst day. When you've blown everything Everything, his love didn't change for you. Somebody got to say amen on that, right? I mean, when everything looks bad, when your family's going, I don't even want to be around them, God said, come on, come here. I love you. Amen. I want you to see the love of Christ in this. I want you to see that. It'll help us with our commitment, knowing. See, the reason a lot of times we don't commit because we think it's based on our performance. And then we go, man, I blew it, so I can't really go. You know, I don't want to go. Because I hadn't been going or I hadn't been doing or I hadn't been acting right. You know what? Leave that all behind. Leave the past in the past. Start fresh today. Thank the Lord for forgiveness. Thank the Lord for his grace. And let's walk in the fullness of what he has. Now, look at this. How about accountability? That word right there sometimes when you say accountability, people just go, Shh. they don't like that. They want to be in charge. When I'm talking about accountability, I'm talking about when you get a plan, share it with somebody so they can tell you, they can help you if you need help, Right? Tell someone you're playing and ask for help if you need it. Anybody go to the gym, have a, uh, have a workout partner? It's a good thing, right? Because a lot of times you don't want to go. And your, your friend will say, yeah, we're going. And then once you get there, everything's cool. And then next week, they don't want to go. And you say, come on, man, let's go. All right? 
Sometimes it's church. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go tomorrow. And somebody says, come on, let's go. And when you get here, you say, I'm glad you did. Amen? That's good. I was hoping y'all was going to amen on that one. Good. Well, guess what? We also see that in our relationship. Our connection to Christ is our connection to life. you believe that? Everything we see with God is always breathing life. He's not trying to keep any good thing from you. And I think all of us need that nudge sometimes. We need that partner because there's strength in unity. But our connection to Christ is all about seeing the love of Christ. I'm going to jump off here and I'm going to tell you a story. Red, hot, fresh, and it didn't happen at Food Line this week. Amen. Me and Jesse went to go see our boy play a little bit, Brent play a little basketball, and then we went right on to Chili's last night. Place was packed. I mean, this place is packed, and we got in there, and we got the smallest table. I was rubbing people with my enchilada thing when I was trying to eat, but that's okay. And I look across, and I see a guy I hadn't seen in a long, long time. I knew it was him because he had the same length hair, but it was all white. I said, that's him. That's him. That's my buddy. Work with me here. I'm going, y'all going to love me through it, right? Yes. That's the answer. So I go over and I see him and him and his wife. And there's like 25 people at this table. They're having a get together. They're having a party. So I go over there and put my arms around. And I say, is everything all right here today, sir? He goes, yeah, everything. Hey, what's going on? It's Buddy Chapman. Buddy Chapman. You remember Buddy And a guy at the table has never met me. Says, is that the Buddy Chapman that put the toilet seat on the back of your car and made a big joke out of it? And everybody said, well, just like that, boom. Why did I tell you? I love practical jokes. My buddy used to come over, and I was cleaning my house up, so while he was in the house, I went out and mounted my toilet seat on the back of his car. Right? And so when he rode off, it was dust, and he pulled the light, so he's going down the road, and the thing's going. And I just like, this, this is like a long time ago. <laughs> I was just saying, it's a long time ago. So he said, man, I'll never forget that. He said he got halfway home. He's going down Todd's Lane. He's sitting there. And he says, this guy, beep, beep, rolls up one and he goes, hey, dude. He says, yeah, man, what's up? He says, dude, there's a toilet seat on your, on your license plate holder. He goes, what? He called me, and all we did is laugh. Now, how does that work into the story? Somebody I had never even met before. The first thing they knew about me, that I'm a toilet lid putting on the back of the car type guy. <laughs> right? That's not necessarily what it is. So I, I said, guilty. And everybody's looking. And then somebody had to follow up with this question. So what do you do now? I go, I'm a pastor. <laughs> I'm getting to my story. I'm getting to my story. I was working on the throne, right? Here we go. <laughs> so here we go. I said, I'm a pastor. And everybody goes, oh, that's, that's nice. But his brother, who had been to Sheep 100 all the years, you know what he said? Dude! He didn't think about the toilet seat. He didn't think about all the shortcomings. He says, man, I found Jesus. I'm like, bring it on, man. And he jumps up. And, 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 my, and my buddy said, he did. <laughs> he did. He goes, man, let me tell you, God's so good. He said, I just didn't know. And he goes on time, and so I go sit back down, and he finds me. And he continues, to, he's like, I'm eating, and all of a sudden he goes, dude, let me tell you, this is amazing, man. And then he just popped up, I said, Jesse, like, and Jesse, I love it, Jesse said, Dad, all your friends are cool. They got the same sense of humor that you do. I said, yeah, that's it. So anyway, how does that fit into the whole thing? You know what, even with my past and everything else, 
somebody that had experienced the love of God, that wasn't even on the table. All they wanted to do was talk about the love of God. They didn't care about my crazy jokes. They didn't care about anything else. They didn't size me up like maybe somebody did at the table. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. They were just laughing. You know? But he was more focused on the love of God and staying connected than any other thing going on in that whole place. He was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He had talked about, I mean, when you see somebody that believes it, I mean, he's excited about it. And he's telling me the story about God and his life, man. I just said, I just said everything down. I, I can eat cold food. We got a microwave. I want to hear about what Jesus is doing in your life. He was so excited, man. He goes, man, that's so cool. Isn't it so cool? Isn't it so cool he'll use anybody? I said, yeah, really, that's good. Now, now, you ready? You ready for this? I'm telling you, I, I know I know his brother. I've known him for a long time, and he is not a storyteller. And I said, I'm going to use this tomorrow. So he comes over there. He said, my brother loves the Lord. Now, look at that. He said, we do stuff with the family all the time. He said, man, God is so good. He said, man, I'm going to tell you what. He said, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Did I tell you about when I was well, in between jobs a long time ago? I said, no. He said, I was in between jobs, broke as a joke. And he said, my brother said, come on, let's just go fishing. He said, I don't feel like going fishing. He said, come on, let's just get out of the house. I mean, he said, I need a job. He said, just go fishing. So they went fishing. He's out there for a while. He goes, I, I, I'm gone. So he walks along the beach, and he says, I just go out there in the water, and I just go this. He's floating. And he said, I'm telling you right now, as the Lord is my witness. This is the chilies. Everybody's going, amen. Right? <laughs> People blessing their food because of this. I'm like, yeah. He said, dude, I was there. He goes, Lord. I need a job. Lord, I need some money. He said, buddy, a wallet floated by. <laughs> he said, I wasn't even drinking. And a wallet floated by. You know? He said, I grabbed the wallet. He said, it was $120 in the wallet. I said, what'd you do with it? He said, well, I got out of the water. Had the guy's license and everything. He said, I walked up and down the beach for two hours. Couldn't find it. I said, yeah. He said, so then I went home, and I wrote the guy a letter, and I kept $120, and I told him, God sent me your wallet, I'm sending it back, hey amen, get the Lord here. He said, I needed that wallet, I needed that money, and he said, you know what, if the guy, you know, I know, I know my buddy, if the guy would say, hey, I need my money back, he said, but he took the time to give a testimony to the Lord, he said, man, I'm sorry, he said, but I need that money, I believe the Lord sent me that money and that wallet. And I'm sitting there, here's your credit cards, here's your license, here's everything else. But thank you. And send it on. You can't even make up a story like that. You know? He said, I'll never forget that. And his brother's over there leaning over there and, amen. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm telling you, man, God will work through anybody, anytime. And, and just to hear that and think about those relationships. See, the connection to Christ. Is a connection to life. Amen. Now I'm sure that my buddy didn't say, hey, look, man, I know you're catching fish. I need to go down here and bob around and get a wallet. Right? Remember when we're talking about we think it's going to be a certain way? He said, I was desperate. He said, I was, I was just bobbing and praying. And God provided. Isn't that amazing, man? Give the Lord a hand clap on that. Whew. Well, what do we do now? How do we stay connected? Abide. A life that abides in Christ mirrors his character and his compassion. Now, let's just look at that for a minute. He could have put that in his bathing trunks and kept on going. 
He said, I looked for two hours. He said, I had a guy's ID. I looked up and down. I went everywhere. I went everywhere. I couldn't find him. You know? But you know what? I love this word. I love this word. Because that word, compassion, requires action. It requires action. If you're compassionate about somebody, something, or something like that, you don't even have to tell somebody you're compassionate about that. People said, you're compassionate about preaching the word, aren't you? Absolutely. I didn't have to do a survey. Well, do you think Pastor Buddy's compassionate about that? I love it. That's what my life. That's, I, I want to pass this on. You know, if somebody loves animals or somebody loves their children or somebody loves helping the elderly or somebody loves football, you know that they're compassionate about it. What do they do? They invest in it daily, right? They get involved. They got a plan to, to be able to do that. They got a plan to be able to be committed to that. How much more should we be committed to the plan of living out our life through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ daily, every day? I'm going to give you a little scripture here to bring it home with a bow, all right? John 15, 5. I love this. It says, I am the vine. This is Jesus speaking. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Look at this last part. Apart from me, you can do nothing. See, when we get separated from the herd, and we feel overwhelmed. Apart from me, we can do nothing. Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, what we can do is not a whole bunch. But what God can do in us and through us is amazing, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. So to me, I think, man, that's where we really need to be focusing on. Let's abide in Christ. Let's keep on being that light to the world. Let's keep being plugged in. And you know, that's where I believe that we need to stay. Amen. That's how we stay connected to Christ. And I'm just going to go back over this here. Right when I was finishing up last night, I looked at this. And I looked at how much we're involved in this. This is let your roots, that's us, right, grow down into him. And let your life be built on him. And your faith will grow strong in the truth. And you will overflow with thanksgiving. With thankfulness. Now, and I looked at it again. I kept looking at it, and I was like, I, I, I got it, Lord. He said, I want you to look at it again. I said, okay, I'll look at it again. So that's where we're plugged in. Our roots, our lives, our faith, and we will overflow with thanksgiving. But where does it come from? Look at this. In, let it grow down into him. See what we're getting fed? Be built on him. See what I'm talking about pointing back there? We will grow strong in the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus Christ, amen. But you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I pray today that you're thankful for what God's done for you. I pray today that God somehow says, you know what? I want you to see how vital the connection is for me and you. I want you to see how important it is that it's, it's, it's the treasure of life, amen. I really believe our relationship with the Lord is the treasure of life. It brings life. And I pray today that we see the importance about being plugged in. I want you to think about those stories that I told you. See, sometimes we can remember a story a lot longer than we can remember other things. You know? I believe if you were out floating and had a bad day, I believe God brings somebody alongside or something alongside to rescue you. And here's the truth of the matter. All of us at one time in our life have been in water way over our heads, amen? But the Savior came to rescue us all. We haven't lost anybody. He brings us to shore. He brings us to the other side. So if you're here today and you feel like, man, 
I'm going under. Let me tell you, God is the one you can rescue. He's the Savior. He's everything. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that you take this message, Lord, and just, just plug it into our hearts. I, I pray that, you know, we look at that our roots need to go down in you, our lives need to be built on your truth, and that our faith grows. And if you're here today and you say, buddy, you know, you, you, you are preaching to me. Well, I tell you what, that's Holy Spirit speaking to you through God's word. And his word will never come back to you. So if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, and you just feel like you're floating out there, you feel like you're going down, I want you to look up here right now. I want to tell you some good news. The good news is this. Jesus loves you. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ here to rescue you, to bring you out on dry land. Amen. That's your prayer today. You say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sins. Lord, today, I need to be rescued. Lord, help me to stay connected. And Lord said, I got you. What must I do? He said, put your faith and trust today in the Lord. As simple as that. That doesn't mean it was cheap. It cost God everything. Just say, Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. I trust that you are the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. Today, Lord, you are my life. That's you today. Don't leave here without telling somebody, today was my day. I called on the name of the Lord today. And you can know that you're secure today, that you're plugged in. And God's not going to unplug you. He's going to keep flowing his love to you and through you so that you can make a difference in this world. If you're here today and you say, boy, when you're talking about being disconnected, boy, you had me pegged on that. We all get disconnected. Let's plug back in. Leave the past in the past. Commit to Christ today. And let the love of the Lord flow. It's a new day. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. 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 Well.